0: hey what's up guys jake steel ironandsteel.com. this is podcast episode number 35 and uh thank you to everybody for tuning in thank you to those of you that tune in every week most especially thank you to you guys that are sharing the links telling your friends and family and uh helping to spread the word about this uh little podcast it is working it's growing every week the numbers right out of the shoot were way better than i ever expected and uh Every single week, it just continues to grow and grow and grow. I get messages uh, daily from people that are just discovering the podcast and uh, seemingly really enjoying it. And most recently, we've shifted the focus to be a little more listener and reader, website reader driven. I started asking for you guys to send in your own stories a couple of months ago. Um, I framed it like uh, basically there's so many stories out there that most of which will never have the opportunity to be heard, and I would like to change that. So I wanna tell as many of your stories as I possibly can. So if you have a car-related story that's important to you, sit down, punch it out, send it to me, jake at ironandsteel.com, and uh, I'll read it on the podcast at the very least. If you include photos, I will also publish it uh, as an article on the website. And uh, so far, I've received a bunch of great stories. The last few episodes, with the exception of the last one, uh, have all been listener stories. And uh, everybody seems to really enjoy them. And I definitely do. I I love reading these stories. And uh, I really love being able to share them with everybody. And uh, I think it's awesome. So this week is no exception. Um, A couple of weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, I got an email from a guy named Mark. Uh, He sent me a story that his 11 year old son had written and uh, he attached a little note to it. So to kind of frame this out, the story that his kid wrote was about uh, their family's journey, essentially over several years, trying to track down a 1934 Chevy uh, panel delivery that uh, basically his mom and his dad had gone to car shows when they were in high school. And when they were dating when they were young, uh, had remembered seeing this uh, particular car at car shows. And anyway, it, it had stuck with them, and uh, his mom had always wanted to purchase it. And so for a long time, they looked for this car, uh, or this truck, I guess. And uh, yeah, so the, it's kind of the story of that. He attached a little note to it. I will, uh, I'll read to you what he said just to kind of frame this out for you before we get into it. But uh, here's what Mark had to say He says, uh, I've attached our club's newsletter that has my son's story in it. I thought you would find it interesting. We are a small car club that has been around for 42 years now. Carter is a good kid that does a lot with the club and has cars in his blood. Uh, he says we started building his 35 Ford pickup when he was 10. It has a 53 Ford flathead and a T five transmission, uh, 40 banjo rear end and wide five wheels. He says, uh, it's coming along great for a now 12 year old. We listen to your podcast and it's great and have hung out with a few times with the estranged car club. Uh, good fun people. He says, and then he goes on to say the story that he wrote is spot on. We looked for this panel since 2009 and when we found it, we couldn't believe that it hadn't changed one bit from the day it was sold. Uh, we went through, we went through it all last winter and had a blast driving it in 2022 uh, thanks again for your podcast and your stories. They are great. So that was from Mark. Mark sent me his story again. His son's name is Carter. Carter wrote this story and, uh, I think it's awesome. They sent me a bunch of photos as well. And, uh, you should go to the site and check the article out for yourself, uh, with the photos that are attached. It kind of ties everything together. So ironandsteel.com is the website. You can go there and check it out for yourself. But, uh, yeah, in the meantime, let's jump into it. This is Carter Colby's story. And uh yeah, we'll just jump right into it and then uh afterward we'll do a little quick QA and then we'll say our goodbyes. So again, if you guys have your own stories, send them in, Jake at ironandsteel.com, and uh we'll continue to tell as many as we possibly can. All right, kick back and relax. This is Carter's story. Alright guys, here we go. This is Carter's story. He has titled it, Every Trip Has a Mission. You can see it for yourself on ironandsteel.com with the photos that he included. And uh, on that note, as per usual, I am literally just reading this story uh, straight from the site as I'm scrolling through it. So uh, you'll have to forgive me if I stumble over a word here or there, but uh, yeah, we are low tech over here at Iron and Steel Enterprises. Uh, here's, Here's what Carter has to say. He says, everyone has a car that they dreamed of or wished that they hadn't gotten rid of. My dad's dream car was Dick Hampton's 26T, which he completed in 2009. And my mom's was Dale Pierce's 34 Chevy panel delivery. These two cars, dad and mom followed to car shows when they dated in high school. So this is where my story starts. Mom just bought Dale Pierce's 34 Chevy panel delivery from Ray and Kay Madrick of Waterford, Pennsylvania. She had spent years hunting and searching for this car. This panel was originally the Sykes, which is our local drugstore's uh, delivery car and Bill Spursum, had it at his place now when Dale got it he blew it apart and finished it in three-tone green with the name fast freight lettered onto it during Dale's time as a GSRA member which uh, to let you guys know GSRA stands for Glacier Street Rod Association which is a small car club in Montana Uh, during Dale's time as a GSRA member He showed the panel at GSRA rod runs, cruises, and shows in the valley and throughout the state at other clubs' events. Later, Dale started to drag race his 37 Ford, and Fast Freight became his tow vehicle. You guys should go to the website to check that out. There's some pictures of that, and uh, it's pretty cool. All right, Carter says, In 1995, Dale decided to sell his panel. To sell it, he put an ad in a magazine. Ray saw the ad and called Dale. They made a deal, but Ray lived all the way in Pennsylvania. Ray and his wife Kay flew to Kalispell and bought the panel from Dale. Then they drove Dale's panel all the way back home to Pennsylvania. They had a fun trip back. They went through glacier park and took a ferry across lake michigan they loved their that car and their trip now when ray bought the panel his original plan was to repaint the car to match the color of his milk delivery company trucks and change fast freight letters change the fast freight letters to Kay's family's dairy name however the color green grew on him and one day dale got a card from ray it had a picture of the panel still green and his milk trucks now painted to match the panel's color never got changed and the name did not get changed either mom and dad looked everywhere for dale's panel for years dad looked on hot rod sites and facebook groups Mom talked to several people and searched for Ray, although she was spelling his last name wrong. They would later find out. Neither Dad or Mom could find it, and they thought Ray had sold it, or possibly that the panel was repainted. Mom still wanted a panel like Dale's, but they could not find a 34 Chevy anywhere. One day, Andy Tweet told Dad, that he was selling his 1935 Ford Sedan delivery. When Dad got home, he told mom and she said, Buy it, and we will build it someday. So, they bought that brought that panel home, but have not started building it just yet. Dad and Rob Eichert started making lists for what cars needed what cars needed to be found for the GSRA 40th anniversary show and Dale's panel was added to this list. Dad had told Rob that he had been searching for this car for years. They both looked for it, but could not find it anywhere. When mom was working on the slideshow for the 40th car show, she got Dale's picture books. In these books, she found a picture of Ray and Dale handing the check and title to one another. At the bottom of the picture, it said sold the 34 to Ray and Kay Madrick, Waterford, Pennsylvania. There's also photos of that, too, on the site worth checking out. Uh, Now mom had the right spelling of Ray's last name. When she scanned the picture, she found a phone number on the back of the photo, but the number had been disconnected. Mom then searched Facebook and was able to find Ray. She messaged him right before the 40th car show, but didn't hear anything back from him. A few weeks passed and she still had not heard from Ray. So she looked at his friends on Facebook and found one that was listed to be his daughter. Mom messaged her and within an hour, she messaged back and they started to talk on Facebook. She said Ray may sell the 34 panel to mom and gave us his cell phone number. Mom called and they talked. Ray was on vacation in Hawaii, so they decided to talk more when Ray got back home. When he arrived back from vacation, he sent mom a text message that he would like to sell the panel to her. Mom called him back and had bought the car all before 6 a.m. dad woke me up that morning with the news that mom had just bought the panel, but we were not telling anyone until we got it home. I was so excited. This was a very hard secret to keep, Yeah, but it was, uh, we told everyone, <laughs> we told everyone that we were going on a road trip for mom's early birthday. We took off Thanksgiving week and headed for Waterford, Pennsylvania. I knew it was going to be a long trip with a lot of driving. On the way, we stopped at the Henry Ford Museum in Dearborn, Michigan. We did the Innovations Building and saw a bunch of old wagons and quadricycles. We also saw a lot of old tools and old machines. There was also a lot of old and new race cars there. We finally reached Waterford, Pennsylvania on Thanksgiving. The panel was at Ray's parents' farm where he grew up. And they took us on a tour of the farm, the tree house, and the picnic area. We finally got to see the panel. It was just how he had bought it 26 years before. He had only driven it about 2,000 miles after he, got it, after he had gotten it home. We got the panel all loaded up and had a nice visit with Ray and Kay. They are very cool people. We took a different way back to Kalispell. We went to the Museum of Speed in Lincoln, Nebraska. There were three floors of cool racing items. There were old dirt cars and very rare motors. There were also hot rods, Bonneville cars, and toys. Carter was nice enough to document all this stuff by the way again uh, go to the website there's a bunch of photos there of their trip Uh, he goes on to say we decided to throw a birthday party for mom at our house and show everyone Dale's panel has made it back to Kalispell and mom got the car that so many had heard her talk about trying to find over the last few years what a 50th birthday gift for mom she can't wait next summer to start cruising in her panel all right guys there you have it every trip has a mission again carter colby just 11 years old when he wrote that story and uh yeah i thought it was great Thank you so much, uh, Carter, for writing that and for, uh, to Mark for sending that to me and allowing me to share that with everybody. I thought it was great. And Carter, if you um, feel like writing another story anytime in the future, send it to me. I will be happy to share it. On that note, you guys that are listening, I get a lot of uh, comments from folks saying uh, things like, well, I have a story, I'd like to share it, but I have no idea how to write it or I'm a terrible writer, I can you know, things like that. So you guys, don't worry about writing the best story that's ever been told. Just sit down and punch it out. Uh do the best you can. If it's uh, if it's a crappy story, <laughs> I'll do my best to uh to dress it up. I'll edit, you know, whatever I can. In that case, uh Carter's story was great. I didn't do anything to it. But, uh, you know, not everybody can write um, super duper well. Uh, Don't let that stop you. Uh, If it's a short story, that's fine. If it's long-winded, that's great. I can edit these things and tweak them and make them as palatable as possible. And uh, it doesn't have to be the best story that's ever been told as far as, uh, you know, from a writer standpoint, Uh, the important thing is to just tell the story. So don't be self-conscious about it. Don't, you know, get hung up on, uh, spelling and grammar, you know, do the best you can. Paragraphs and punctuation are great. Um, but I will, uh, at the very least I'll tell the story no matter what. And, uh, again, if you have photos, send them through with the story and, uh, I'll post it on the website. All right. So thanks again, Carter. And you guys, seriously, punch out your own stories, send them to me. I'll tell every one of them. Jake at ironandsteel.com. And uh, yeah, all right. So why don't we get through a few questions, comments that came through. Uh, A few of them are a little older. Some came through this week. But uh, yeah, we'll bounce through that. And on that subject too, if you guys have questions, comments, uh, things that you want want for me to touch on in the podcast, uh, send them through. Iron and Steel on Instagram, Jake at Iron and Steels email. Uh, don't be shy. All right, so uh, the first couple are just a, a couple of comments that came through. I really appreciate things like this. Uh, like I, I've said in the past, it does take a little bit of work to put this together. Uh, it takes a little bit of time to, you know, record a semi palatable podcast and edit it and do all that stuff. Uh, I do it pretty low key and laid back and uh, primitively, I guess. Um, but, uh, it still does take time. Uh, same thing with the website takes time to edit these stories, takes time to write stories, uh, come up with content to publish and to share with you guys. So, um, what I'm getting at is comments like these are really helpful and I do appreciate them. So I just wanted to share a couple that have come through and, uh, if you have comments or questions or whatever, send them through. But, uh, Here's a couple of examples of some that have come through uh, semi recently. So this says, uh, I'm not sure how I missed your podcasts and the articles that you have done, but I found them yesterday and downloaded them all. I have a 100. Oh, my God. I have a 100 mile commute to and from work, and it was great to have something different to listen to, listen to keep up the good work. Thank you very much for that. I appreciate that. Uh, The next one was. Uh, kind of along the same deal, but I'll share it with you guys anyway. It says, uh, I'm not one for listening to podcasts. I would much rather just listen to music. But because of this post, this was on a a comment on a post. Uh, But because of this post, it grabbed my interest and I thought, what the hell? Uh, Now I'm binge listening to all of your episodes. You're a great storyteller. Thank you very much. Um, I really appreciate stuff like that. Like I said, it takes time to do this stuff. Comments like that kind of make it all worth it. So thank you guys very much. And I do get a lot of comments that kind of say the same thing. Um, as far as the, I'm not a podcast listener, uh, but I do enjoy this one. So for whatever reason, uh, I guess I'm converting, um, at least a few people over to, uh, podcast people. So thanks very much for the comments and the kind words. Uh, a couple of questions that came through fairly recently are... first one say, The first one says, would you ever sell the Maroon 36? I don't think so. Uh, that's the 5 window coupe. I've owned that car for, I don't know, 12 years or so, maybe? 11 years? Um, and it's just kind of a foolproof car that I don't have to worry about ever. I just flip the switch, push the button, and it starts. And it drives great. And uh, it's just one of those cars that there's no reason to get rid of it, you know, for what it's worth. I I, I don't think that I could replace it. That's for sure. But, uh, Hey, you never know. Send me an offer. (laughs) Uh, any advice for spotting scammers? I don't know why I'm the scammer expert. I get this question every week and I get, I get it several times in different worded differently, I guess, but, uh, I don't know why people think I know anything about navigating through scammers, but I'll just kind of parrot the same thing that I say in response to this question every time I get it uh, just use your brain if it's too good to be true it probably is uh, we're getting to the point where these scammers are getting so good although I don't I don't think they're that good I can spot them pretty easily but I guess what I'm getting at is they're getting advanced enough that uh, they're able to fool more people so I think that Probably the general rule should be, um, if you don't feel like being scammed, <laughs> uh, if you don't know the person that's selling whatever it is, make a specific point, ask for their phone number, ask for uh, certain photos, um, vet these people, don't just take them at their word because there are so many scammers now that it's you know almost a 50-50 chance <laughs> anymore that uh, you're going to run into one. So. Yeah, just, you know, advice for uh, spotting scammers. If, if you're looking at account, uh, an account and it's called like Hot Rod Parts for You, <laughs> it's probably bullshit, right? Uh, look at the photos. Are all the photos uh, cohesive? Are they taken in the same way? Do they have different backgrounds? Um, if there's palm trees in the background of one and four feet of snow in the background of another... Um, you know, it's, it's probably a scam. These guys are pulling these photos off of, uh, the ham and the jalopy or the jalopy journal and, uh, Ford barn, uh, Instagram, and just reposting them under fake accounts and hoping to find gullible people of which there are apparently many, because I hear about people being scammed all the time, like daily, it seems like. So yeah, just be smarter you know if it's too good to be true it probably is uh the next question was what happened what happened to the model a truck that you bought and sold several times did you keep it no i didn't that was the truck um that was a two-part article called sometimes they come back and uh it was just a bone stock Model A truck. That was super, super nice. Uh, bent spoke, Kelsey Hayes wheels, but otherwise completely stock. Uh, super nice truck. I tried like hell to like really fall in love with it. I just, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's only so far you can go and so much you can enjoy a car at 35 miles an hour with mechanical brakes and, you know, hey, it was fun. I drove it around the block and beyond, uh, you know, a whole bunch. I probably put, I probably put 250 miles on that truck over a couple of months, and uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun, but its value versus the amount of enjoyment that I was getting out of it, no, it went down the road. It went to a local car collector uh, that actually approached me while I was out driving another old car, uh, just out of the blue. He found me, and uh, you know, a week later he. You know, long story short, bought that truck. And So anyway, it's at his shop now. Uh, and Yeah, no, I, I, I couldn't keep it. I would like to, I'd like to keep every one of them, but uh, that's just not the reality. The next question was, uh, what podcast do you listen to slash recommend? Uh, you guys, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> and uh, if I do, believe it or not, it's not automotive related. Um, I'm sure there's a bunch of great car podcasts out there but uh, I couldn't tell you what they are so every to answer your question I'm not a big podcast listener if I'm listening to to podcasts it's just uh, it's usually true crime or um, you know mysterious stuff unexplained things you know UFOs and ghosts and crime shit like that so yeah sorry if you're looking for a recommendation for a great uh, hot rod podcast um, I don't know the answer to that question because uh, I don't have any uh, any of those that I listen to So, um, the next question was you mentioned a follow up to the East Bay story a few months back is that still happening uh, I'm not quite sure what you're referencing because I did mention that there was a part two part two's been out for two months so, uh, East Bay Speed and Custom parts one and two are both available on the website. Uh, and they were both already podcast episodes. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I did mention, that's a great point. I did mention a sort of, uh, post script kind of, uh, deal with East Bay because I do have a bunch of photos, uh, from the week that I spent down there when we chopped, uh, my blue coop. So, yeah, that's probably what you're talking about. I should do that. It's not really much of a story. Uh, it's more just a bunch of photos and uh, kind of some... Yeah, okay. That's what you're talking about. So yeah, that's still a thing. I'll sit down and punch that out and uh, post some photos. It'll be on the website within a week. Um, let's see. The next question was, will you be at the Portland Swap Meet? Uh, yes. Will you be at the Portland Swap Meet? Is it worth going to says it would be a 2,000 mile round trip. Uh, I would say it is worth going to The Portland swap meets pretty phenomenal. Uh, it's huge. Be prepared for rain. It rains every year just about. Uh, but yeah, the Portland swap meet, I would say it's worth a 2,000 mile round trip. So, uh, yes, I will be there. A bunch of us, uh, strange guys will be there. We've got I don't know, like 10 booths or something like that that we have every year uh, down at the racetrack portion. So yes, I will be there. Is it worth going to? I would say absolutely. Uh, the next question was, is the Estrange Car Club doing the drag race slash show this year? Yes, it's looking like that is going to happen. So stay tuned for that. I don't have a bunch of details, but uh, the short answer is yes. Uh, the last question was, when will you write the Doug Lazan and Lloyd Bacon stories? Uh you've mentioned it a few times, but I haven't seen anything. Are you still planning to do that? Yes. Um for those of you that don't know, um Doug Lazan was a uh a local guy up here in the Northwest that was a pretty well-known flathead builder. And uh he died, you know, I don't even know. I don't know the complete Doug Lazon story uh just yet. But uh, I do know some people uh, that were friends with him. You know, he died 20, 30 years ago, something like that. He he, he was not an old man when he died. I think he passed away from cancer. And uh, so, Doug, to give you a little bit of reference, I was, or a little bit of backstory, I was going through another um, friend who passed away's estate. I ended up with several thousand photos. I posted a couple of articles called One Widow's Trash on my website uh, where I posted, you know, probably a a hundred or so of the photos. But anyway, long story short, within that pile of photos, I I picked one out and it was like this guy, just this badass looking guy with these Coke bottle glasses, just kind of like kind of looking like Buddy Holly with his arms folded over his chest standing against like a closed garage door and in front of him was like a, like a blown injected dual plug head flathead that just looked like it would just fucking rip your face off. Like the baddest looking flat. I don't remember for sure that it was blown. It might've just been injected, but I'll look, look for the photo. Um, but just this wicked looking flathead and this, I don't know, the picture just smacked me in the face. And I was like, who, who is this guy? And so Steve Gilligan, a friend of mine and another member of the estranged car club, knew Douglas on and had actually grown up with him. Steve was a younger, was a kid basically. Um, when he was around him, but, but knew Doug very well and knew his story. And, uh, so, yeah, basically, Doug Lazon was a flathead builder, super hardcore hot rodder. Uh, the Lloyd Bacon tie was Doug owned, that 32-3 that window, um, and kind of the other part of that, the Lloyd Bacon tie-in, um, was that car actually, Doug sold it, and it got bounced around several times up here in the Northwest, and so... I've mentioned a few times that I would like to tell the story, uh, Doug Lazon's story, uh, and then in a separate article, I would like to tell the story of the Lloyd Bacon Coupe and its history in the Pacific Northwest because there's actually just as much history in the Northwest with that car as there ever was in California or anywhere else. So uh, over the years, I've picked up quite a few photos of Doug LaZan and uh, motors that he's built. And uh, I've also been collecting uh, photos of the Lloyd Bacon Coop uh, from its time up here in the Pacific Northwest. And there's kind of some um, overlap in those stories. So, yes. Uh, To answer your question, I don't know when I'll write it. I should get on that. I have a list of uh, people that I need to sit down and interview about Doug. And uh, I'd like to tell that story. So thank you for the reminder. Good point. Uh, Yes, I will tell tell the, uh, Douglas story and the Lloyd bacon coop story, uh, soon. I'll put that on the list of things that I need to do and, uh, I'll just get it done. So, all right, let's wrap it up for, uh, for this week. Thank you guys again so much, uh, for all the nice comments. Thank you for the great questions. Carter Colby. Thank you so much for your story. Uh, Mark Colby. Thank you so much for sending that story to me and, uh, letting me share it. And you guys, uh, head over to the website, IronAndSteel.com. Check out Carter's story for yourself. He sent through a bunch of photos and they are great. And, uh, it's worth your time to check out while you're there. Hit subscribe. I don't push this all the time, but hit the subscribe button on the website. Uh, punch in your email. Just takes two seconds. And, uh, that way you'll be kept up to date when there's fresh content, which is weekly. And, uh, last but not least again, not to beat a dead horse, but, uh, you guys, I mean it, please send in your stories. I would love to tell as many as I possibly can. So if you have a story, send it to me, jake at ironandsteel.com. And uh, yeah, thank you guys again. In the meantime, um, keep them coming in. I'll talk to you guys in seven days.